Hey, I'm Will. I'm Taylor. Kevin Rogue. And on this jaded family discussion, we're talking more Legends House, baby. Hell ye. Love and it. Tony Atlas is the star of this for me. I'm just going to get come right out the gate. And if you're not ready to hear some crazy fucking Tony Atlas antics, you're in the wrong place. But please stick around anyway. We want you here. So we're going to watch some Tony Atlas this week on top of this? Or how's this going to work? That's, I know you get to pick it, but that's where my money I'm is. I'm honestly cool with it. The horse line sold me, man. That that was a whole, <laughs> a whole chapter of his life. We I've, watched um <laughs> we watched it pass us by. I'm I'm very into it. I felt like it was this was like watching a bunch of my grandpas. Like they're just all running around, just like not knowing how to work microwaves and like not wanting to go inside. They're just like, I wanna stay up, I wanna go to sleep. I also noticed some uh buddy buddy starting to form out in this episode. But we have to talk about I'm gonna suck you in right away. We or we continue right where we left off from the first one, where Roddy Piper is being emo as fuck in the woods. He's so weird, dude. Like, is it me, or am I just being a dick, or is he just weird? Like, the whole episode, I was just like, oh, this dude's weird. <laughs> I think that he's, he's, he's out there, like, he's in a different setting. He's in a, something completely new for himself, and I think it really, that, that first night kind of stretched him a little bit. He didn't know exactly which way he was going to go. I thought it was great as he was walking back to the house, as he was going over that bridge. Did you see him pour out a little bit of his iced tea? And he goes, well, this one's for the troll. <laughs> he just keeps on going. <laughs> his lines are so awesome, and then they cut to, uh, to Hacksaw. And yeah, he goes, because, you know, pipes are pipe, pipes a little different. He goes, hey, we we you know, I'm in the jacuzzi and and pipe howls at wolves. We're all a little different, <laughs> you know. But if anyone understands Roddy Piper, it's hacksaw. He says it yeah. himself. Yeah, they really they really hit it off, and you can see they they click big time. They do, but then you also have the super judgmental Mean Gene and Pat Patterson. Like Gene and Patty are just always together. Up to no good this entire episode. Gene can't turn off his announcer voice either. Like he'll just be like, "Hey guys, Ashley." Yeah, it's he's living that gimmick twenty four seven three sixty five. Well, it. he's got such a golden voice though. He does like, have. A, I don't a, know if it, I don't know if he's turning it on or off. I think that's just him. But imagine him at like just the grocery store, you know? And they're like, "Mr. Gene, paper or plastic?" And he's like, "Plastic, please." <laughs> Blow it out your ass. <laughs> Where are the tomatoes? Could you help me out to my car? I need a little bit of help putting the groceries in my car. <laughs> he's a vibe, though. I love his little shorts he wears. They make me happy. Like, he just makes me really happy as a whole human being. Rest in peace. He's living the exact life I would expect a person like him to be living at this point, though, you know? It is like, it, it is literally just watching a bunch of old dudes just argue, though. They're all just like, who's cooking dinner? You're not cooking dinner? <laughs> cooking dinner who's cooking dinner somebody's got to cook it because i need to eat when they were all waking up it reminded of me of when me and my buddies go up to the cabin because that is exactly how everybody just kind of rolls out of bed and they just it looks like the the, the walking dead around the cabin everybody's just kind of rolling out of bed and what? then what was it the uh jimmy hart says to uh kind of the they're kind of their own little mafia there pat and and gene and he goes, I can't get any sleep with Hillbilly Jim snoring. 
And then Fink chimes in and Fink goes, well, he's writing a song every time he snores. It's a new bar. And as Jimmy walks away, he goes, good, because we need a hit. Well, <laughs> it's hilarious. Let's think about how polite Hellbilly Jim, though, is, because that lady is trying oh. to vacuum his room, and he's like, hey, lady, listen here. I'm not fucking leaving, but you can do your drawing. Yeah, he, he was like such a pleasant wake up. Like, he was just like, oh, hey, darling, good morning. You're going to vac, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm going to sleep. And he's like, I'll just hey, put she, this pillow she... over my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to talk about him pretty heavy through this, but this is where we see the first little piece of gold from Tony Atlas because my guy woke up at like 3 30 to lift some weights. And now he's rocking this Green Bay Packers jacket that they censored. Did you notice that? He's I didn't notice very that. clearly wearing a blazer. And I also want to point out that they double dipped this footage because they use this footage and then they go and do their little polo match. And then they use footage uh, for the next day. And it's the exact same like outfit he was wearing. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you wear the same outfit two days. I feel in like row, also man. he would wear the same outfit two days in rows. That would make complete sense for Tony Atlas. He's just a different type of mindset. Well, dude, he don't so like horses and he don't like people playing around with him. He, he just wants to tell you about his favorite movie, which is which is uh, Frankenstein, the first. <laughs> See, this is what I thought was really funny because they were eating food and like giving back and forth stories, and Tony Atlas was like, "Man, these stories were cool the first time, not the thousandth time." And like complaining about everyone giving these old stories. And then like 30 minutes later, he's telling a story. And me and Gene and Pat Patterson could not give a motherfuck what he was talking about. I they think, were trying to find a way out of it the entire time. They were like, that's cool and all, but can you just shut the hell up, Tony? His stories are very like, like Jimmy Hart explained it as a ping pong ball and a racket. And that's exactly what it's like that. He's like, if I was a scientist, what about the guy that made peanuts? And it's just like, what are you even talking about anymore? Like, we went from scientists to peanuts to this guy over here. Now we're talking about your favorite movie. He's just stringing along the sentences <laughs> as he goes. It's like it's like when you're going down a rabbit hole in YouTube, and then that awkward video pops up, and then you click that, and then you go on that string for a little bit, and then that awkward video pops up, and you're like, yeah, why not? I'll watch that too. And all of a sudden, you're just bouncing everywhere, and then the next day, you log into YouTube, and you're your fucking your suggested is everywhere it's like would you want to watch madonna or maybe somebody get beheaded like it exactly. makes no sense at all so atlas is a human rabbit hole and it's a great oh yeah look into his mind because you're like this dude doesn't even know what he's talking about poor tony atlas but did, there's did you, one did you thing, laugh when he go ahead well there's one thing i know for damn sure he hates horses He's going to fight a fucking horse. Yeah. He <laughs> declares war it. in the living room as soon as Ashley comes in. But side note, I don't like Ashley. You put me put man five feet of a horse. I swear to God, I'll punch that horse. I don't enjoy the cut of her jib. Huh. What's new to you, bro? What's Something wrong with Ashley? Now, I don't know. I'm on the fence about this because I think she comes to work every day and deals with a bunch of old people that she doesn't need to deal with so she can make a quick buck. So she can feed her 6,000 kids. One, she doesn't have any kids. How do you know? You can just tell. Two, look at her. She gets paid so much money to be, or to go and talk to some old people for five minutes in her day. Well, she did explain about them later, and she watched them all at Zumba. She got to know Fink a little bit. Everyone loves Fink, though. I love Fink. Let's talk about his fitness journey. 
Oh, we'll get to that. That's later on. We got to talk about Jimmy Hare's Jimmy Hart's vlog about his hair. First. That's also later. <laughs> it's later. Yeah, we, we get Polo is up next, my my guy. Okay, the, so the, yeah, the Tony Atlas versus the horse. My favorite part of this episode. You know, Garrett in, he walks up. He's like, I hate horses. They suck. They're the worst. And I swear, if a horse comes to me, I will break its hooves. And then they get there, and like he's even clenching his fist. Like, you know, he sees the horses in the background. He's like, motherfucker, try me. I don't wish a motherfucker would. And then they're like, all right, boys, let's pull out the horses. And he like flinches real quick. And then it's just carts. And he was like, all right, but I got my eyes on them horses. Yeah, when they asked everybody if they were ready to play, and you saw like Hack was clapping. He's like, yeah. And Roddy just kind of gives a a half turn of his head and he goes, "Eh." (laughs) like his hands doing the not so much signal like that. I thought that was very funny. But did you see the Arthur hand that like Tony Atlas was forming? Yeah, for sure. The clinch fist. He was trying to figure out how to ride that boy. Are you guys working on uh, Tony Atlas impressions or am I the only one? Okay, this is what he does. He goes, I, I gotta tell you, horse, I didn't like you at first, but now I like you a little bit. At first, I was gonna talk and all that mess about you, and I'm sorry, and I'm gonna ride you one of these days, horse, but not today, not today sir. Is, is that a Tony Atlas impression, or is that a Adam Sandler Waterboy impression? It's, it's both. He is Adam it, Sandler and Waterboy. <laughs> it kind of sounded like Morgan Freeman met uh who is it bobby boucher that's kind of where that's kind of where it came across there i'm sorry horse i did not mean to inf- offend you when i earlier said those things about you <laughs> why is that so spot on i hate you so much i i just can't right now i'm gonna go ahead and cook this chicken so everybody will be happy in the house so they uh yeah they play polo on some golf carts though and i want to say think falling out of the cart was work did you think that looked fun? No, I want to do that. Well, see, like you, they replay it right, and you see the cart hit, and Fink is in there, and like you can tell, like Vince is over the mic. Go get Fink on the fucking ground. Jump, see Fink, jump, level. Fink, jump. You see, <laughs> but when when you do see the replay, the driver of the cart that got hit goes flying. I don't think there's any way that was a work, man. That driver went well, launched. I'm talking about Fink specifically. Oh, I think Fink just kind of rolled out. He went yeah, with it. But he, that he, driver, saw every, man. he saw everyone falling out, and he was like, why not? Let me fall out, too. <laughs> Jimmy's a bad sport. He is. They <laughs> all are. <laughs> is not a the entire sport. red team was saltier than a salt potato. <laughs> but did you pop when, uh, when, who was it? It was Gene, and they took his mallet, and he's just yelling, they took my gimmick! They I took have that, my gimmick! <laughs> I actually have, he took my gimmick in quotations. <laughs> I also, I noticed that I skipped over this, but uh, I have urine and semen samples in quotations. Oh, oh yeah, no. that's, how, that's how Hack said he knew it was Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's pants. <laughs> oh, so what a good joke <laughs> this polo game was entirely rigged in an entire work we have a tie at the end and we find out jimmy hill does not have a great polo shot but jimmy two by four however my man got it in the hole if you know what i mean yeah he did knocked it home baby uh so then afterwards they have a nice little dinner which it looked like they were having the exact same dinner from the first one where we got uh gary Busey. But Ash comes up and she's like, hey, guys, the losers suck. You get to shovel horse shit. So that's, that's good that uh, Tony Atlas gets to hang out with horses some well, more. So he finally has his chance to fight a horse, but he puts his tail between his legs and apologizes. And the horse doesn't give a motherfucker. Now, did you 
pick out when they were when they went over like Gene just kind of went into wanting to hear wrestling stories, which I thought was kind of cool. He asked Pat if you remembered his first match, and Pat said it was October of '58, which blew me away. Yeah, this was that scene where Tony Atlas was like, "These stories were cool the first time." Right, and then they said that or Pipe comes on, and he said that his first match was Larry Henning, and I didn't know that, but that's that's pretty cool i i thought at least his first match was because of course you know larry henning is is you know the father of mr perfect kurt henning most definitely i i love hearing stories like that like we were we just talked about the joe rogan podcast and why'd you bring that up and i listened to that whole thing and he was talking about how his first match was against bruiser brody imagine Mm. that a super green undertaker against bruiser brody yeah that would be an absolute gem to find tape traders where you at yeah, that would be that would I I almost I would be shocked if that was floating out there somewhere. I would I would it would shock me, but I would be very interested to see it if it's out there. It was over in the Von Eric territory, if I remember correctly. Uh, but let's go ahead and get back to Legends House because after you know Tony Atlas reconciles with the horse, we get Jimmy Hart running us through his hair care routine in the morning. What do you think his hair care routine is? He just sticks it up in the air and blow dries it? Can I do that? Can Wait, I did look you like... not watch this? He literally I runs it, through it. I didn't show him to throw any gel or anything in it. No, he had that special mix yeah. he said that he had. He had those special mix he sprays all over it. Okay, so it's like hairspray, essentially. It's his homemade mixture. It's probably just a bunch of mayonnaise and hair gel. It's probably just uh, semen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Maybe urine and semen samples. Urine and semen samples. <laughs> well, see, you could you could definitely do that, Taylor. Don't you remember? I've got plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you remember that movie with Ben Stiller where he put cum in Cameron Diaz's hair? Is that something about Mary? Something about Mary, yeah. Thank you, guys. I definitely You're welcome. I, I love Ben Stiller. I uh, used to act like I didn't like him. You ever have those things in life where you pretend like you don't like him so people will think you're cooler? Ben Stiller was that for me. Like, I'd always be like, oh, Ben Stiller, fuck that guy. He sucks. But now I'm like, man, he's funny. I should have never said that about Ben Stiller. Yeah, and I can say full-heartedly at this this point in my life, fuck Ben Stiller. He sucks. Yo, that Adam, that Happy Gilmore is dope. I'll take uh, Along Came Polly all day. Uh, there's a couple Ben Stiller movies I like. Oh, shit. I really do like Tropic Thunder. It's really good. It's really good. Not because of him, but I think it's really- Ah, Simple Jack. You're right. Simple Jack, baby. Simple Jack. There's I will a, take I will take his dad every day. Oh, his of the dad's week over fucking him. hilarious. Yeah. There's another Ben Stiller movie. I'm trying to think. Oh, is it a Night at the Museum? It's Night at the Museum. Oh yeah, that's great. Where he plays Hal, just like he did in Happy Gilmore. It's the same fucking character. Oh, Dodgeball. I love <laughs> Dodgeball too. Nah, see, these are all these are all misses for me. The only the only you missed time on I actually, Dodgeball. I love yeah, it. Yeah, the only one that I really enjoyed, and I I believe he directed it, was a movie called Reality Bites. That 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 was gold. Outside of that, I'm just I'm not a fan. I like that movie Envy where they spray the dog poop and it disappears. I do with Jack Black. With Jack Black. I mean, everyone's entitled to their wrong opinion, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got many more years on you, my friend. <laughs> you leave Ben still alone. Some, someone also, I I think it's you, Taylor, told me they don't like Will Ferrell. Uh, is it me? I love Will Ferrell. Okay, someone told me once they don't like Will Ferrell, and I was like, I don't like you. Have you ever seen that Between Two Ferns with Ben Stiller where he says, he goes, hey, will you email me? And he goes, yeah, what's your email? He goes, oh, it's Ben Stiller sucks 69 <laughs> I like Might that. be changing my email address. <laughs> I mean, it fits. Before we move on to the Zumba session, though, I do want to just take a moment to point out uh, something I realized during this. 
Is it just me or does Jimmy Hart look like the CEO of T-Mobile? The John Lejaw guy or whatever? Hell yeah. He's always oh, doing cooking that's a videos. Good call. Yeah, that's a good call. I was impressed. When he was doing his hair routine, I was like, okay. Is, he, is this Jimmy Hart or is this the CEO of T-Mobile? Oh, he does it every day. Me, and I mean, he does cook on the show, kind of. I like his uh, drive that he does his hair every single day. When I saw him in that grocery store, he had his hair did. Did he really? Yeah, every day. That's he never it. goes out the house without his hair did. That's respect. That's a work. Before they before they do the Zumba class, there's that spot where they're outside, and that's where Tony sits down and starts talking to uh, Pat and Gene, and they're going back and forth, and then Pat finally just stands up, and he just kind of goes, I got to go do something else, and walks away, and then Gene goes, well, I'm going to go make a sandwich, and Tony goes, well, you want some help? And Gene goes, what, to make a sandwich? <laughs> And, he, and Tony, like, tried to cover himself. He goes, well, I, I know some people that do. Uh, <laughs> so like, who? Like, who likes yeah. that? <laughs> that was a great comeback by Gene, though. He did hit him right in the chops with that one. He's yeah. like, make a sandwich, yeah. huh? I need some help? No. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> to take two pieces of bread and put shit between them? I don't, I don't need help <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I love it. Everybody is getting annoyed with my man, but he ain't that bad. He's just a mis- misunderstood. After the after my wife and I watched the show, and after the show, I I kept on trying to do the Tony Atlas laugh, and she, my wife, just goes, that, "That's that's you got to stop trying. Go, you just have go. To say, now you have to do it. Oh, you want me to? Yeah, I do. That is spot on, though. I love it. Thank you. See, I didn't think it was that bad. She's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> it is scary. I imagine you doing it for like an hour straight. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, and she's just like, Walking oh. around the kitchen for no apparent reason. <laughs> All right, let me get this out of the way. Sorry, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. I would just, I just need you to do that once every podcast from now on. I mean, I'll try and work it in, but I, I, mean, I like my wife a lot. I don't know if she'd go for it. I mean, I can definitely respect that. All right, so let's <laughs> talk about Zumba, though. Yes. Piper is trying to pipe a hoe at Zumba. And with that pain shirt, I think he's got it in the bag, dude. The, um, nothing? Okay. This is a weird segment we're in here with the Zumba class. Like, you got a bunch of old dudes that can't dance, like, at all. Like, we're looking at, what, like, 10, 12 dudes here all together? Yeah, and it's like 11 of them can't dance? 11 out of 12? Well, Gene and Pat don't even bother. They're I'm just showing in the back. Fink's got the best of all of them, bro. Fink's doing his thing. Not if you ask Atlas. Atlas is a Zumba master and unimpressed with everyone's moves, including the ladies. He's like, none of them can hang with me. Oh, I mean, he's just, he's about, he's like, I told you about ladies how to dance, and they, they don't know nothing about me. I don't know how to dance. I will own dance anyway. I loved when Hack, Hack says... I can shake my butt and I can turn around, but I can't do it at the same time. <laughs> so hilarious. And then at that point, Gene and Pat just give up. They just go sit down. They're, they're just done with it. I they really are the funny. thickest of thieves, are they not? Yeah, yeah, they are just the whole time. They're together up to no good. And it, we see it in the next uh, finishing, closing sequence, I guess you could say. They're yenties. They just sit around and cause drama and talk about everybody else's drama. They're Yankees. That's what suburban moms do in the in the suburbs. They just look at everybody else and cause drama and talk about everybody else. 
How good did you feel about Howard Finkel when they interview or they, they, they talk to him and he just says, you know, I tried my best and that's all that matters to me. And I was like, hell yes, Fink, you're right. That is all that matters, buddy. You did your best. And he was, he was huffing. He was huffing there. Originally when I was going to pick my favorite character of the day, I know that Tony stole it with the horse line, but I, the first time I watched this, I had taken Fink. Yeah. Like Fink was my first choice. And then I double backed on the horse thing and felt like it would be better content. But honestly, Fink's my guy. And like, to be honest, like he made me feel good about myself and good about him. You know, somebody that tries, even though it's tough, got yep. a little pudge on the waist. That don't matter. Fudge and then out there trucking. Got Roddy at the end of the Zumba class where he's talking to her and, and the instructor goes, are you going to come back? And Roddy just goes, you'll never see me again never again he goes you're lucky that way and that, he's just done with it the zing in the one-liners again i think they set him up for a great one-liner in every episode he had one-liners in like every every sect of this fucking episode that just had me rolling laughing the last one was like that too where he was like uh Oh, you want me to go fucking crazy? Oh, yeah, I'm going fucking crazy. <laughs> you got to have respect for the man. He knows what he's doing. Don't well, and then they have dinner troubles again. I'll this come dinner troubles again. The they got to stop trusting them to cook dinner. Didn't they have the same guys cooking last time? Pat and, Gene, yeah, they did. <laughs> and so Pat and Gene are like, hey, these are these steaks and this hamburger meat is frozen. These guys can't figure out how to work an oven. They went... Well, so they're trying to thaw everything out and it doesn't work. So then they're like, we're just going to go play cards. Something interesting I noticed when Pat and Gene were sitting outside playing cards, they like Hillbilly Jim walks past him at one point and Gene's definitely smoking. No, or not Gene, Pat. He's like smoking yeah. a cigarette and yep. you just see a pack of Marlboros on the table. Yep. And I was like, wow, WWE showed that. They, they try so hard to cover stuff up in this episode because when they eventually do get to eat, you know, they have the bag of chips and they, they have the sodas. And I, it looked way better in the first episode, but in this episode, it looked like they took a bunch of like pieces of printed paper with the Legends House logo on it. And they cut it out with a pair of scissors and yeah. just taped it onto this bag of chips into the soda can. Like, I know there's not a Legends House brand of ruffle chips. Come on. <laughs> Well, God, this is this was. is where they you can see the decline of money in this show. Like they did not give them a whole bunch of money to make this. They're just like, here's your budget, deal with it. They also went out of their way not to get sued. Like I said, the sticky note on the Green Bay Packer jacket. It's a way. Yeah, I wish I would have picked up on that. I wish I would have picked up on that. That was good eyes though. Well yeah. impressed. You got your uh, observers on today, huh? Well, I was like, I saw the stripes. You know, it they mm -hmm. it looked like a classic. Packers uniform and I was like oh he's a cheesehead and then I was waiting to try to confirm it and then I noticed it had a little emblem on the pocket but it had a little like sticky note on it I'm why like, Green Bay of all the teams that guy could like it makes me like him so much less <laughs> hey, take it easy over there Taylor yuck hey <laughs> maybe he played for Green Bay maybe did he play did he play football was Tony no. Atlas a football no. player no he's a bodybuilder wasn't he yeah, he's a bodybuilder. Um, when they were getting dinner ready and they couldn't figure out the other, they put the meat in the oven and he, they didn't do anything with it. I got such a kick out of that. And Gene getting so frustrated with Jimmy Hart because Jimmy's just like, no, nothing's going on here, guys. You got, you got the meat in it, but there's nothing going on here. And <laughs> Gene finally just goes, you want to take, you want to put your potato in there? He goes to take his meat out. He goes, but go ahead. Put your <laughs> so potato Jimmy's, in there and do your Jimmy's potato. And I'll just, just do mine after beans. it. 
Yeah, he's like on something about some beans, and I'm like, bro, is this what you eat at home? Bro, he looks like he's dines on only beans and potatoes. Like, how does he eat his potatoes? That's how he keeps his hair so firm. It's the potatoes. It's a baked potato. He's a baked potato man. What do you guys like on baked potatoes? Sour cream, butter, salt, and pepper. What's your take, Kev? I'm not a big, 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 big baked potato man. Not a fan. It goes straight butter on mine, man. Straight butter. Nothing else. You don't like baked potatoes at all? Uh, They just take too damn long. But if you're at like a restaurant and they're going to bring out a steak, you would never get like a... It takes about 45 minutes, bro. You take a baked potato with your steak? Nah, no, nah, I'll take I'll take a vegetable side, double up my vegetables. That's not a baked potato, or give me some mash. Mash, I like mash better. That's I'm a literally fair, having mashed potatoes. That's tonight. a fair assessment. I'm on board. I'm gonna eat another Salisbury steak TV dinner when I get home. <laughs> what a contrast! I'm I making... bet Roddy and Hack would have killed for a uh, Salisbury steak TV dinner. <laughs> oh man. yeah, before they we were. <laughs> we're getting Go pretty ahead, close man. to the end, but uh, let's talk about how they. Legends just let Roddy and Hacksaw sit outside for 45 minutes trying to order Kobe's steakhouse. Yeah, right. Well, like they're lay, like Roddy's laying there in bed and Hack's sitting on his bed and he goes, I got it. Delivery. We'll call a restaurant delivery. And they go, Piper storms into the kitchen. He goes, Don't worry. We're going to order all by. And then they go outside. And I don't know what the hell they were, that little, uh, whatever device it was that they're trying to order on. I have no idea. It was a what GPS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no they, dice. I can't figure out the number for Kobe's Steakhouse. And then I don't know who the the one with the brains and the senses of this operation, because neither one of them could figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. he was just like, you want to order it? I'll order it. Do they think they deliver? At Steakhouse probably doesn't deliver. And it's just like, dude, what are you guys doing? Can you get somebody in there that used the phone before? Roddy says that, too. He's like, maybe we should get another one as a backup plan. Maybe we should know another one as a backup plan. And <laughs> it never comes to fruition. And they go inside. And pretty much the rest of the guys got dinner ready to rock and roll. And they do this little bit where Hack says he's sorry to Roddy. And Hack's just like, I don't know why I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. And then Roddy's like, no, I'm I'm sorry or two. And he's like, no, nah, not as sorry as I am. And, and again, Roddy comes back to him. He goes, I've been sorrier my entire life. And he storms away. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Stop well, laughing. It's one of those things, you know, when you whenever you want to do something, you have to have the right tools for the job. And I think they failed right from the start. Because they grabbed a GPS. Why do they even say, have a GPS? A GPS? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I don't. Did someone tell him it was a phone and hand it to him? Or like, here's a phone, order it on this. And they're just like, oh, okay. And they're like, oh, this is a GPS. It was a work. Fucking <laughs> hack has got a Garmin GPS. He's like, all right, let's see here, Colby Steakhouse. <laughs> well, so it's one o'clock in the morning, though, and Tony Atlas finally grills up some uh, chicken and some burgers. And that was the thing. They were freaking out about these steaks being frozen the whole time, but they had this perfectly good hamburger meat the entire time that was not frozen. Why didn't you just make some fucking burgers to begin None with? None of them know how to cook, man. They've had someone do it their whole lives. So you could tell. Well, no. They're <laughs> like me. They're like rich me's. Oh, my God. No, I think Hillbilly definitely knows how to cook. Some jambalaya. Maybe he just don't know anymore. It's been too long. I don't know. Well, he wasn't even mentioned the entire time. He was just big chilling. He was like smoking a joint out back. He's like, when the food's ready, the food's ready. Yeah, they they were man. They took they took they took spots on the grill. I don't know. They, they it looked like they really went to task on that that barbecue, man. I think they did a phenomenal job. It seemed like at least it looked like food that I, I I'd be down with. I honestly feel like they keep on freaking out because it's so late for them to eat dinner. But in all reality, they're probably eating at like seven thirty. <laughs> yeah, could just be exaggerating it for the show. 
I don't that I feel like everyone on this show is in bed before 8 30. But none of those guys really complained a whole lot aside from Piper. He's just like, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. Well, that's I'm what so happens hungry. when you like live on the streets for 15 years, just eating out of bean cans. He probably lives outside of Jimmy Hart's house and he eats like the remnants of Jimmy Hart's beans. I imagine Jimmy Hart is very lucrative with the beans he leaves over in the can too. Like he probably just that man is an icon. <laughs> There's no way in hell he is eating Jimmy Hart's leftovers. Let me stop you there, my well, friend. Well, don't worry. He's got a full stomach. He's also eating the leftover baked potato skins. I don't think that he needs to eat the stuff out of Jimmy Hart's trash. I just think he does. I think there's a difference between being homeless and hungry and he's just like you know i'm gonna go eat out of jimmy hart's trash he's just resourceful that's all <laughs> why spend your money on good beans and baked potatoes when you could just eat jimmy hart's leftovers his honey his wife probably makes a good dinner and he's like you know what honey i don't really want this i'd rather have beans i'm gonna go to jimmy hart's yeah, so he hops on his <laughs> private jet and I'm flies a- from oregon to florida to go through jimmy hart's dumpster i imagine jimmy like sticking his head out the window he's like piper what are you doing out there Piper, you're in my trash again. In my head, Jimmy Hart sounds like Don Knotts. I don't know why, but he's just like, "Hey, what are you doing, Andy?" Oh man, that's a good that's a good connection. That's a good connection, man. Well played. <laughs> he's got so many identities. The CEO of uh, T-Mobile, Don Knotts. Why are there ostriches here, Andy? Oh God. So you lost me at ostriches, man. I don't know where you were going. Have you, ever, have you ever seen Andy Griffith, Will? Yeah, of course. It's your, you used to watch that when you were a kid? Of course. Who didn't watch it when they were a kid? I don't know. Probably your kids? Uh, probably not my kids. I actually watch it with their grandpa, so I got there that no on There was no ostriches in Mayberry. You? Well, I feel like it was like a family guy joke, and they would, like, whenever they did Don Knotts, they'd always make him have ostriches. Like, you'd just be like, oh, okay. there's so many Whoa, ostriches so here. Why are there ostriches? Taylor, you've never had a grandfather in your entire life. I don't. I am. I actually don't have anybody. I just was born like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator, just naked in a flash of lightning. I'm more of a fan as him as Mr. Freeze. Have you ever seen like the promo oh, pictures of by the way, as Mr. Freeze? That's hilarious. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. So he just only one-liners. All of his lines throughout that whole movie are just one-liners. They're like, "Hey, Mr. Freeze, what are you doing? What do you got planned for tonight?" He's like, "I've got a freeze plan for tonight." <laughs> I figured you were going to say he said he was going to Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one as well. They were like, well, how do you like your tea? He's like, cold. <laughs> What's your favorite drink? Iced tea. <laughs> he probably just says ice. He probably doesn't even say He's just like, ice. <laughs> and that is our take on Mr. Freeze. I like that. Style. Bat nipples is the best Batman. That's a hot take and no one's going to agree with me, but I love bat nipples. That's my favorite Batman movie because it's hilarious. At nipples? It's George Clooney. Just some weird porno. He, he has nipples. He has I was nipples. gonna say you, you're deep diving on that Pornhub, man. Keep it to the first couple pages. L- look it up right now. Look up George Clooney Batman and look at his nipples. There's nipples on the suit. He, they call him Bat Nipples because they gave nipple suits. He actually I don't has, want that in my search history. <laughs> he actually has push notifications for like it. weird uh, subgenre pornos. Gotcha, gotcha. When a new one's uploaded, he gets a notification. You know. That's pretty good though, man. That's I mean you gotta you gotta be committed to something. Right. I typed in Don't bat nipples on Google. On Wi-Fi? I typed in bat nipples on Google. <laughs> bat. See, that's George Clooney in the Tim Burton movie. Well, I'm about ready to wrap this one up then. You don't want to talk about Batman's nipples for a few more minutes? I'll let Kevin, you know, decide. <laughs> Take the wheel. You wanna talk about Batman's nipples, Kevin? Boy, that's 
No, no, I don't. Okay, right. cool. All right, I'm I feel glad like we're on the I'm, same page. I just nobody wants to talk about Batman's nipples. No, it's whatever. I, I just don't understand why you guys don't want to talk about Batman's nipples more. Because I'm watching, <laughs> dude. I've and there's watching... the segue. Bow. I've been watching a lot of Gotham, and he's a young boy in that. I don't want to talk about young boys' nipples. I I will say. Alfred is masterful in that, though. He's one of my favorite characters, too. He's just like, look, Bruce, don't go out there and fight people outside. And he's just like, fuck you, old man. I'll do what I want. He's like, you need someone killed. I will do it. But don't leave. And he's just like, I'm doing it. I'm a little boy and I'm stupid. It's it's better than the Catwoman in there. Her defense mechanisms are the absolute dog shit. Woman. She's just a streetwalker, man. She's just been on the street her whole life. She's the one eating the beans out of Jimmy's trash can. <laughs> she is, but dude, anytime like anyone says something negative to her, they're like, hey, I can't talk to you right now. I have something I have to do. I'm kind of busy. She's like, well, I hated you my entire life anyway, and you're a piece of shit. And that's Goodbye why I'm going to set my poo on fire on your front doorstep, bitch. Oh, whoa. Wait, have you not seen Gotham, Kevin? Derailed. Derailed. She does, she does in the show. I don't think she actually lights her shit on fire in this show. But it is- I did. I watched the first couple of seasons of it. Uh, I'm a big fan of the obviously DC comics in general, so uh, I did watch the first couple seasons of it. And I imagine that I- throws you off how it's not really canon. Really canon. It's not canon much. There's not much about it that's canon. They kind of just wrote their own story. It's kind of. Canon. Oh, okay. I. No, I'm completely okay with it because it's a story with within you know that that universe, I guess. So it, it more so it was the darker take with the kids involved, I guess. Maybe was what threw me off a little bit. I plan on going back and watching the entire series, but I, I think I watched the first four seasons. I want to say three seasons. Well, uh, I, I'm a really big fan of Donald Logue as well. Like Donald Logue is awesome. So uh, I was all on board for it when it started, but like I said, somewhere along the lines there, it just kind of fell off for me. I know I'm a not- lot of people get pissed because it's not like really comic accurate, super hard. And a lot of people I know that really hate, they hate it because of that, but I don't really read comic books. So I have no ties to that. I'm a big gotcha. Michael Chiclet fan. So there's that. Does he play, uh, what's his name in He's it? He's the executioner. I don't know. If I So, like, I haven't read the comic books, but from what I've done, my little bit of research here and there, because I'm impatient and I can't watch it at Gabby's face, so I'd be, like, researching while watching it. Uh, it does give backstory or at least explain backstory for a lot of the characters that are in the Batman universe, but you kind of just get thrown into them being established. Like, Penguin's a perfect example. He goes from an umbrella boy to Penguin. All right, so do you have anything else you guys want to throw in there? Nah. Nah? Nah. I don't know if that's a good way to do dead air time. Sorry, Will. It's okay. How about you, Kevin? Uh, I'm going to say good luck to your team on the Super Bowl there, uh, Will. Uh, I wish you the best always. So with that, I'm going to have a great time in Mexico, and I'm also going to say I've never been sorrier in my life. (laughs) 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 Yeah! He did it! To be blatantly honest with you guys, uh, because of Kevin going out of town, I know we've been slapping this little miniseries, but we might have like a random one in the middle for you because we do have a backlogged episode. Maybe make it easier on Kevin to enjoy his vacation to give to you guys in the next coming weeks. Oh, shit. We got to pick out something to watch. We do. That's what I was going to say. So I'm thinking maybe instead we just announce it on social medias and then we can, after this, upload we can upload that back burner episode and then just gives you a little bit of time to enjoy your vacation if not we can we can uh we can run another one this week if you want um i'm open every night except for wednesday 
Sounds good with me. Uh, then we'll figure that out. Uh, but then what do you guys want to watch? I want to watch something with Tony Atlas. That's just me. But Taylor always gets the pick. And then- I am vibing to the Tony Atlas beat. Tell me what, what you guys got. What kind of pay-per-views is Tony Atlas a staple in? And I'm going to turn it to Kevin and see what he knows about it because he seems like he's probably most familiar with Tony Atlas right now. So Tony Atlas, his biggest matches, I think we're all kind of before the big pay-per-view era. Uh, the one, So this is going to sound silly, but what I always think of when I think of Tony Atlas is when he portrayed the character of Saba Simba. I don't know if you remember that character at all. And I want to say that that character was in like the 1992 Royal Rumble. I'm going to look it up. We're going to find out. So I see here's a 16-minute match. It's saying from the 92 Rumble, uh, Tony Atlas versus Kamala. And then there's also a Ron Simmons-Tony Atlas match from WCW main event that seems interesting as well. Tony and WCW. Boy, that'd be something. Let's blow that up. Uh, So let's see. Hope it's on Thunder. I would love to watch some 93 WCW. Uh, Are we still recording right now? Yeah, we are. We're figuring this out for the people. It's on Daily Motion, baby. No, it's not. Is it on the network? RIP to the network. Do you guys want to talk about that for a minute? It's still going right now. I looked up something on the network about five minutes. It's not dead yet. I was watching it earlier. When's it shut down? Next month, I believe. Or not in March, I believe. I'm just trying to find some Tony Atlas stuff here, man. Wait a second. I got one for you. All right. right. January 13th, 1993, Clash of the Champions, Tony Atlas against Vinny Vegas. Kevin Ooh, yes. So that is Clash of the Champions 12. No, 22? 22? Okay, let's see what these we got here. 1990, Clash of Champions, January 13th, 1993. So it'll be 1993. I'm looking it up right now, guys. I'm going to check this card out. That's what I'm excited about. Uh, oh, this is a great card. Got uh, Cactus versus Johnny B. Bad, Two Cold Scorpio versus Scotty Flamingo. You said it's 22, Clash of the Champions? Oh, yes, I see it right here. You see Tony Atlas's forehead? Oh, we get Dustin. I'm shaking the damn table, boy. You know I can't help myself. My knees be a-rocking. Uh, Dustin Road Sting, Big Band Vader. Barry Windham compete in the Thunder Cage. Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat. I'm into that. I'm into that. No, they defend their unified World Tag Team Championship against Stunning Steve and Flying Brian. The Hollywood Blondes, baby. Oh, yeah. So, okay, guys. I'm sold. Next week, we will be watching Clash of the Champions 22. This looks like a banger. All right. All right. Well, let me hit you with the outro shit then. As always, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Spotify. Go like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Guys, hit them with your Twitter handles. Uh, Taylor Hassler one. Jobin Rogue. Mine's at Godfieri, but you can catch me also on the Jaded Rasslin Twitter at Jaded Rasslin. We are putting out weekly and bi-weekly content for you guys all the time, so keep checking back. Go ahead and set it up to instantly download so you have our stuff immediately. 
and we have our season two of our main podcast coming back at you at the end of February. And Kevin has a cool little podcast he'll be announcing to you very, very shortly. And uh, Kevin, I'll speak for you where when I'll say that you've gone to hell and back to produce this, haven't you? Yeah, we have. We have. It has been not an easy task. Uh, we've, we've been hit with about as many walls as you could possibly be hit with, but we're having a fun time while, while we're making it. So I'm really looking forward to getting it out there. And as soon as we can, we will be getting it out there. It's just, we got it. We got some more hurdles to, to jump over. I'm excited to give it a listen in Macaw. And, we're just so happy that you guys are hanging out with us. Uh, go ahead and tell your mom, your dog, Taylor, Kevin, tell them who to tell. I'd like to tell Johnny Depp this week. Shout out to I'd Johnny like, Depp. I'd like everybody to tell their wives and their girlfriends. I think we'd strike it really big with that female demographic. Also, tell the Thunder Cage. Hell yeah. Thunder Cage. Thunder Cage. And uh, is Mark Miro dead? No. Oh, okay. Well, let's tell Mark Miro then. Remember, yeah, Kevin? I, I love Mark Miro. Huh? Kevin's friends with Mark Murray. You're real deal friends with him? Yeah, we run we run tight, man. I feel it. Does he get to dress up like Johnny B. Bad sometimes? Well, I dress up like Johnny B. Bad, but that's just a regular like Tuesday for me. After work, I get home and I dress up like Johnny B. Bad. I do poppers when my wife comes in the house. Ooh. On Thursdays, Mark Marrow dresses up as Kevin, though. That's kind of dope. A little twist yeah. of fate. I want to just shout out a couple people also that have been helping us down this road. First and foremost, Ireland guy, shout outs to you. Shout out to our friend Alde for the artwork for the podcast. And Thank you, he's been making us. I love you. He probably doesn't listen, to, but I want to shout out my friend Brandon Odell, who been, has been producing all of this awesome intro music for us. Uh, Do you call him Odie? I uh, know. I call him B. Odell. Uh, Gabby okay. just calls him Get Out of My House. <laughs> <laughs> this running joke every time it comes over, Gabby's like, who the fuck let you in my house? She kind of did the same thing with Taylor for about a year. <laughs> He doesn't know he's here right now, though. Uh, but yeah, this has been another Jaded Family discussion for me and my fine friends right here. We'll see you next time, guys. See you. Thank you.